Welcome back, everybody, to the Rockman Power Hour. My name is Jason Rockman, and this is a podcast where we talk to all kinds of people about all kinds of interesting things in the world of pop culture. This week, we have got two guests that will be joining us. They're going to be talking about their brand new album. Um, the band is called Motor Sister. Now, if you're not familiar with this band, you might be familiar with a couple of their members, one being Scott Ian from the band Anthrax. He is uh, in this band with his wife, a powerhouse singer, Pearl Aday, and they got a brand new album coming out on May 6th called Get Off. It's going to be put out on Metal Blade Records. And I'm really, really excited to have them joining us this week on the Rockman Power Hour. But before we get too ahead of ourselves, let's bring in our co-host of the show and uh, the guy who makes everything look as good as he can with what he's working with, (laughs) Ryan Stick. What's going on, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Today of this broadcast is my birthday. It's your birthday today. It's true. Yeah. So I'm going to use this to uh, get more subscribers. You know, (laughs) the power of guilt. I'm going to be like, hey family but you know what's amazing though it's that recently with episodes like alex lifeson we've uh we've reached a new audience and it's uh yeah. you know very grateful for that very cool so i decided to change it up instead of heartbeat hot sauce the sauce in my hand yeah. i'm representing my my gear you got the heartbeat right behind you man it's beautiful i love it i, I do it's making my heartbeat um i am yeah. i am slowly running out of heartbeat hot sauce uh i found the one clean bottle that was left in my house because i haven't cracked this one open yet this is the poirier's louisiana style hot sauce uh, this is the collaboration with dustin poirier the uh, legendary ufc fighter who will be uh what i'm hearing fighting very very soon and i think we're going to be getting him on the podcast soon as well ryan so Ooh, I, that's cool i know i'm excited about that so check out heartbeat hot sauce they are the proud title sponsors of our podcast and uh, we love having them on board check them out at heartbeathotsauce.com uh, you can get beautiful hot sauce like this that will titillate your taste buds and uh <laughs> i'm telling you man the only downside to this this stuff ryan and i'll be totally transparent is the fact that it goes way too quick in our house because we love it that much so check out heartbeat hot sauce uh we love them you will love them too if you try them out. Uh, and if you uh, go to their website right now, you can grab this one, the Louisiana style Poirier's. Poirier's Louisiana style hot, uh, hot sauce, which is the collaboration between Dustin and Heartbeat, a great Canadian company out of Thunder Bay. And uh, we're also looking fresh. We are. Um, actually, well, I'm rocking my studio house gear, but funny enough, when we record Alex license episode, yeah, I was expecting a package with a new Hellraiser shirt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was the only episode of Rockman Power that I haven't worn that any of their gear in. And sure enough, the second we finished recording, I went outside <laughs> to walk my dog and stepped on the package like it. <laughs> So I have a theory the same thing's going to happen today, Jason. So using the power of time, space, and editing, if I do get my package before this episode comes, I'm going to insert it in, right? And if it doesn't happen, we're just going to pretend this never happened. So, okay. So, (laughs) but I like the Death Bruce shirt. Um, I'm rocking the Videodrome. Uh, And, you know, if you don't know, um, if you don't know the folks at Studio House Designs, just great people out of Philadelphia that uh, make Awesome, awesome shirts, and uh, they usually have a drop a couple of times a month. Uh, check them out at studiohousedesigns.com. Okay, Ryan, this is uh, this is exciting because I know you and I are both Anthrax fans. Um, we've Definitely. had we've had Frank Bello on the show before, which was an absolute pleasure. Um, Frank's episode is one of my favorite episodes. It really, really Mine was too. something special. There was just this great connection there. His stories, his book is great. So um, to have another member of Anthrax on this podcast is really, really exciting. And, um, and I love the We're fact collecting them like Pokemon <laughs> two more to go, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited to, to, to have 
Scott with us. And, um, and it's fun to have him on talking about another project because when you think about it, everybody, um, everybody in the world knows Scott for anthrax, but not everybody knows his side projects. And he's had a couple over the years, but this one really, really stands out. Uh, the band's called motor sister. The new album is coming out on May 6th and, um, it is, uh, it's a really good record. If you're into rock and roll, Ryan, if you're in a seventies, you know, good straight rock and roll, a little blues influence, a little bit of a little tinge of kiss. It's going to really, really make you happy. Excellent. And, uh, you know, not a lot of people know this. Well, a lot of people know this, but not everybody know this is that Pearl is the daughter of meatloaf. Yeah. And, uh, it's so cool. Like years and years ago, I saw this really cool documentary about meatloaf and, uh, Pearl was like, you know, just a teenager in it. So it was really cool to see all these years later. And, uh, you know, I knew she could sing, but I didn't know she could sing this good. Yeah. She's, and, a uh, she's had a singer. long career too. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's really interesting, and to see their husband and wife dynamic—that was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, it's um, I I I hadn't really followed Pearl yet. I have since we've chatted, and um, it, just the, the the vibe between the two of them is just really, it's nice, it's um, it's authentic, and uh, they've got a, a really cute kid who who plays the drums and and loves to play all instruments. And uh, if you follow Scott Ian on uh, Instagram, you can see some of these jams that he does with his son playing drums. Um, it's just a lot of fun. It, it, it seems like they have a lot of fun in that house. And this band motor sister was born out of being a tribute band to a band called mother superior. And this is the crazy thing about this whole project is that, you know, mother superior aren't a household name. The only reason I knew mother superior was because Henry Rollins hired them to be his backing band on a couple of records. And so I got to see them tour with, you know, as a unit, as, as Henry Rollins and mother superior. And it was really, really good. So the fact that Scott Ian and his wife, Pearl are in a tribute band to mother superior and they're called motor sister. And they're actually putting out original music and not just doing old mother superior covers. It's really cool. The first single is, uh, is can't get high enough. The video is great. The song's great. And again, it just harkens back to fun seventies music. Um, and it doesn't surprise me that that kiss fandom comes through in the music. It's just fun. It's, uh, it's a breath of fresh air in this, in this market where rock and rolls, rock and rolls taken a hit over the last few years and it's not getting the respect it needs. So I think this, this is the kind of album that's going to, that's going to put the respect back on rock and rolls name that it deserves. Dude, I am excited as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we play it? Yes. And just before, uh, stick around for after the interview because we've got a very, very important announcement that you're going to really, really want to hear that uh, we almost almost have the scoop on. I think people are going to love this. So check- I love scoops. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Ice cream and information. So check it out. Our uh, interview with Scott Ian and Pearl Aday of the band Motor Sister. All right, uh, really, really happy to have with us today on the Rockman Power Hour. Um, well, a guy that I've known for a long time due to his uh, body of work, but I had no idea um, that you were in a band with such a talented lady named Pearl. Um, Scott Ian and Pearl Adley are with us today. Uh, Pearl, did I did I butcher your name or did I do it right? My name is Aday, A-D-A-Y, Aday. Okay, so there's no L in there. It's Aday. Well, I knew I would screw it up. Um, first. <laughs> I, I, I had an L in there. I, I got I to get glasses again. Um, I stopped wearing mine. Um, I got a chance to sit with the record today. Um, I was on the treadmill and I love listening to music on a treadmill when I'm walking or from power walking or anything, just because it really, it keeps me in that moment and it really lets me feel it. And what I 
took from the album right away was just it was just good rock and roll, um, which I find nowadays, I, dare I say, it's a little lacking. And uh, it was just a good rock record. Um, I'm going through it. I'm listening to it. I'm hearing um, I'm hearing like 70s kiss, early kiss. I just it just had balls. And um, was that what you guys were going for with this? Did you just want to like just put out a good rock record? I think that's just what comes out. Yeah, it's just it's just what Jim writes for context of Motor Sister, because Motor Sisters, you know, it's kind of an extension of what he was doing before with Mother Superior. Right. Um, but with a, a different band and, you know, and a band full of friends and, <laughs> and fans. And uh, yeah, it's just what Motor Sister is. It's, it's an outlet for this uh, style of music that we all come from, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in the seventies. That's, that's the music that, that formed me. Uh, same with Jim, you know, same with Johnny. Same with Joey, same with, same with Pearl. This is the music that formed all of us. So it's only just natural that uh, we would want to have a way to to uh, uh, let that go. Now, this is the Mother Superior that Rollins was in at one point, right? That was his backing band. I saw that band play back in the 90s. And I mean, Rollins' band was one thing, but when Rollins toured with Mother Superior, it was a powerhouse of a band. Yeah, he hired them for the those couple of album and touring cycles. Yeah. And- because he was also just a huge fan of theirs. I used to see Henry at the shows yeah. <laughs> all the time in Hollywood. Um, yeah. So, and then he decided to take it a step further and say, hey, you guys want to be my band? And then we kind of, Pearl and I jumped on that Rollins bandwagon where in the early 2000s, Pearl walked up to Mother Superior at her birthday party, right? You know, you could tell the story. Yeah. Well, you invited them. I invited them to Pearl's party because, you know, we were both just crazy fans of theirs. And so the three of them are just kind of standing there with beers. And and I had a few myself and got up some courage and walked over to them and said, hey, guys, I'm Pearl. And they, we, you know, introduced ourselves to each other. And then I said, well, what would you guys think about it? working with a chick singer? And as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, God, what did I just say? Yeah. And they kind of stopped and looked at each other and they went, okay. <laughs> and, you know, like I was already friendly with Jim before that. and But then, you know, Pearl and Jim started working together and writing songs together. And, uh, you know, that's we're going on 20 years of that now. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, we've just been great friends and uh, colleagues for for a long, long time. And, um, and it's still very much the same thing, you know, when Jim will send a text or call and say, Hey guys, uh, uh I got some cool ideas. I think it'll work, work for motor sister. Jim voice. Well, I, I try and put this smooth tone on because Jim's voice is so smooth. And, uh, I got some ideas, some riffs. I think it'll be really cool for Motor Sister. When can we jam? And it's so exciting to get that phone call. <laughs> well, you know, and what I love about this is that this is born of, people who want to pay tribute to a band you know so it starts off as a cover band of a of a band that let's face it it's not you know you guys aren't you're not a stones tribute band you're not a who tribute band you're, right. a, tri- you're a tribute band to a band that is pretty much you know really popular with music it's like a muso muso band almost yeah like very obscure yeah. a very obscure three-piece hard rock band you know that yeah. played around los angeles for a few years and made a bunch of records that yeah not many people know about sure. 
but it, it, I think it just, it just shows that this project is rooted in passion. Like there's no yeah. doubt about it. This is all about passion and it's yeah. about, you know, and, and the fact that this evolves into, all right, let's write some original music together. is pretty cool. And, and I imagine as fans of the band, um, when you think back Pearl to that moment, when you went up to the the guys and say, Hey, do you want a chick singer to the fact, you know, to the point you, you fast forward and you're writing a record with them. It's gotta be satisfying as a fan too. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, I've been writing with Jim Wilson for, for 20 plus years now. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> making that first motor sister record and bringing that music back to life was really totally what, like you said, it was completely passion total passion because that music is so good and it's too good to not be played so yeah. that was the whole idea yeah. behind it and that's really how motor sister we were just you know birthed from a party it was one night when we just wanted to bring that music back to life and then uh it just resonates so hard with people that it needed to become a band again um yeah but making original music with yeah. this group is like it's nothing but a gift yeah you know um the uh you know the album starts off with uh can't get high enough and it's just like right out of the gates just kicks you in the face uh the video is fun too you know seeing you guys playing live at certain you know haunts on the strip and stuff uh it again this is like a breath of fresh air um for for now because there's not a lot of rock bands that are doing this i don't know anyone who is uh uh i do my best to keep my my feet in, you know, yeah, and check out stuff. I, I, as much as I am an old guy who still listens to everything he grew up on, sure. um, you know, and will fight you if you say anyone is, you know, better than Iron Maiden, um, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, I do try and, you know, keep my ear to the ground and hear stuff that comes out. And I have a lot of friends who will. You know, hey, did you hear this or did you hear this? And I, I'll check everything out. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I, I'm just like anyone else. Either I like it or I don't. But uh, when it comes to that's mostly metal. Yeah. But there's not a lot of rock music. There is like, rock. There's some, but yeah. there's not a lot. You got to give it up for Rival. Of course, songs. I, I love Rival Sons. Yeah. Um, and Royal Blood is pretty pretty great. Yeah, but that's not even like rock like this or like Rival Sons. Or I'm talking about more like rock music music yeah there's just not a lot of it out there i know you know it i i know it, as a genre there's a hundred branches on the the tree of, of what yep. rock i mean yeah you could jack white of course has been flying the flag for years and years and i i love almost everything he does but what we're doing is a, a much more specific kind of thing you know that really existed in the 70s yep and you know and you mentioned kiss and a, a of course, I would, I would add Thin Lizzy, and I would add Aerosmith, and uh, you know, I, I would add um, God stuff like Frank Marino and Mahogany Rush. I would, add, I mean, there's just so much, so much '70s stuff that it, it, Humble Pie, Humble Pie was just uh, you know, there's so much '70s rock that still to this day would be considered deep tracks or obscure, yeah. but the records that were so influential on the stuff that of course everybody knows and the bands that went on to have huge careers and and deep purple. yeah deep purple even you know uh in north america never meant anything like they meant in, in europe you know um yeah i we come much more specifically from i think you know more obscure 70s rock much more deep cuts and yeah uh, yeah and uh you know 
and it, it's something that nobody is nobody's really doing now. You know, of course, ACDC. There's definitely ACDC in there too. But uh, anything we could do to fly that flag of hard rock, we're, we're going to do it. It's funny you say, um, you mentioned uh, Frank Marino, Mahogany Rush. And I, I'm from Montreal and Frank, you know, Frank lives here. He's, he's like a local legend. Every time somebody comes through here and they get a chance to chat with him or, or see him play, it's, it, it's a treat. Um, but again, another, another artist just falls under the radar. Um, sure. But, you know, then a guy like Zach Wild will, will, will bring him up and say, hey, you know, this guy's like the reason why I started playing guitar. But it's nice to hear a band like you guys trying to bring that into the next generation by putting out a record. And it's ballsy because nowadays, I mean, as you know, and, and again, this is rooted in passion. So I don't think either of you are really concerned about, you know, playing the game. You just want to put this out, uh, I would imagine. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. But it's ballsy. It's ballsy to do that because nowadays I, I, I wish more bands would do that. I wish more bands would take some chances. And just doing our best to get the message out and get people to... You know, you'd think it would be an easy thing to just get people to listen to a record. But, you know, especially with the fact that, you know, people have music. Yeah, in I know. Pocket. It's not like it's difficult. You don't got to go home. Everyone loves vinyl now. But, mm -hmm. you know, you don't need to go home and like put the like you could literally just listen to the record at any time. And uh, but it, seemingly it's more difficult. Uh, to get people to stop and listen to things sometimes uh, maybe they're just people's lives are so busy now you know they just have their go-to's and it's hard to get people to you know uh, uh, open their mind to something different but um, you know we're just we just do our best to make that happen uh, the minute I heard you sing Pearl you reminded me of a really popular Canadian singer from the uh early 80s named sass jordan i don't know if you've ever heard her before you're gonna say that yeah <laughs> i mean i right away i'm listening i'm like man this sounds like, and sass is amazing i mean she's just uh, someone that you know if you if you again if you grew up where i'm from um she was just a staple on the rock radio station uh and and you don't hear many female singers like that anymore that just that just you know just give it like that that are rooted in blues well thank you obviously you're a couple um uh, as people know uh and you Scott, you've been posting these videos of you jamming with your son on Instagram uh, that are just amazing. And I've, I, you know, I've got a 17 year old kid who's into piano and, and, and he can sing and, and he's into music, but so, so shy. Uh, what's it like to jam with your kid? That's yes. gotta be, that's gotta be the best feeling in the world. Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, it's just so fun picking songs and listening to songs and learning songs with him. And uh um, he's also a great guitar and bass player as well. So um, I wish I was a better drummer so we could trade sometimes and he could <laughs> play guitar on stuff and I would drum, but that would, that would be tragic. But uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It, it's, it's so great. It's so, I mean, the fulfillment I get from watching him play any of the instruments and the joy that it brings him. He's, he said, I think it was last night, he was, sitting learning learning a Foo Fighters song and then he, yeah. he finished learning it I think it was No Way Back maybe and uh on guitar and he uh he said guitar is just so much fun remember we were sitting there he's like it's so much no he said why is guitar why so is much guitar fun so and I said the fact that you even asked that question is the best thing ever that's, because that's great I think it feels so good to hear those riffs coming out of your own hands right and he's like yeah it's it's so fun so yeah, I mean, we see it. We watch him when he's playing. We we see how it affects him, and and uh, it's just the best thing ever. He's it really, so, really is. 
he's he's obsessed and i and i know i know the state he's in very well although he's way ahead of me i was he's 10 yeah you know uh i wasn't i wasn't till i was probably like 13 or 14 that and that's when i first really started playing you know uh i started when i was nine but i didn't really start till probably around 13 or 14 and uh um you know so he's he's light years ahead of me at this point you know, imagine how, how good he's going to get. Oh yeah. I mean, like when they start that young, um, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I sang in a band for years and, and we did some stuff, but I, I look at my son and like, he's everything that I'm not, you know, he can play <laughs> piano. He can, he can read music. He's tall. He's got hair. He's good looking. I'm like, man, like you're just like a much better <laughs> version of me, but it's great to see your kids like that. You know, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see that happen. It's so great. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about Foo Fighters and obviously, um, you know, a really good friend of mine uh, was their drum tech Yeti for years and years. Uh, wow. um, and, you know, losing Taylor was rough. I, I got to interview the band at 606 five years ago. Um, and so when I saw you guys recorded at 606, it didn't surprise me because the record sounds organic. It doesn't sound like a lot of records that are made today. You know, a lot of records will sound, they just sound a little processed. And this sounds like people were all in a room doing the record. Um, can you tell me a bit about making the album at 606 and what that was like? Yeah. I, well, I mean, just to, that's what it was. It was just us in a room making the record, but yeah. Well, it's not the first time we've recorded there. Right. Well, you've done, I've recorded there with my solo stuff. You did Mr. Bungle there. Oh, you did. Okay. So you did the, 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 um, the re-release of the EP. What's that? You, you did the bungle. You did the, the new bungle there. The Raging like, Wrath. Yeah, the well, the, yeah. I call it, I call it the re-release because it's the right, re-recording, right, right. yeah, reimagining. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so did you do you guys like the vibe of that place? Because I, when I was there to to interview the band when they were doing the you know the starting the press junket for Concrete and Gold, I loved that. I mean, just just yeah. the big live room. The the only thing that was in the studio was that big Motorhead flag. I mean, it just had such a great vibe. So I can imagine recording there. I mean, that's how records should be made. And, you know, being someone who's recorded in a room, done that before, not a lot of people do that anymore. Is it like, is it nice to go back to that, that familiar way of recording? Well, I don't think it's a case of going back to it. I, that's how, that's the only way I ever work. I mean, that's how I've been doing it with Anthrax since 1983. So you guys have never had to be you know, forced to do it in, in parts like a lot of people are doing now? No. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, but that's great because, and, and I think that's probably why a lot of that music feels like that because- right. There's nothing makes up for that feeling of people in a room. Yeah, but 606 is a great room. I, I love being there. I love being in that studio. I love hanging out there. Anytime I know we're going there, it makes me happy. It feels like home, which yeah. I, I think speaks a lot to the vibe that Dave and Taylor and everybody, and Pat and all of them, they all just immediately make you feel at home. Like you're friends you know welcome yeah our space is your space you know it's just pure generosity and friendship and it's just it feels really good and i know that definitely translates into whatever music is recorded in that space because it's so comfortable again as a journalist just being there um and being you know waiting to waiting for my turn to chat i got to walk around and look at stuff and you, know, you see this big hallway and it's all foo fighter plaques and then you turn the other way and you're like, oh my God, there's more Nirvana plaques. <laughs> it's like a being invited into the clubhouse. You yeah. Know, you're instantly part of the club. And you know, I've known Dave a long time. We met in like 1998. And uh, it's weird because I, sometimes I, it's not that I forget that he was in Nirvana, 
Yeah. But, you know, I mean, he's had such a career since Nirvana. And sometimes, it, like, because I've had that moment in that same hallway yeah. where I'm looking at some, you know, multi-platinum Nirvana thing. And I'm like, he was in fucking Nirvana. I know, like, forget just, about it. Yeah, It's like another lifetime. Like, it's an alternate universe, you know. Um because and we've known him for so long and you know you couldn't you couldn't name a, a nicer dude you know what i mean like yeah. james just a guy and you genuine. just He's genuine. yeah you just never I, I maybe people would have the expectation that a guy that was in two of the biggest rock bands in the history of music would maybe have a little bit of an attitude or something zero zero but he's he's just the best dude and uh yeah, it, like Pearl said, it really translates. And then on top of all of that, you're playing, you're recording through the Neve that was in Sound yeah, City. Yeah. So yeah. on top of the fact that the place feels like a comfortable old T-shirt, um, it's got the best gear in the world. It's yeah. just, you know, it, it's incredible. And you know, we're just we're just so lucky that you know we get to go in there every once in a while. <laughs> going going back to the niceness of Dave, when I was there, um, I was also at, talking to him about the Probot record. Um, yeah. and, uh, cause you know, again, I'm from Montreal. I carry that, as you can see, I carry that flag very proudly of uh, Voivoder from Montreal and, uh, and away had done the cover for that record. Um, yeah. and I had asked Dave, do you have any copies of that record on vinyl? The guy walked across the street with me cause they had a storage space across the street, climbed up a bunch of boxes and pulled out a copy of the record for me. Wow. And, and I was right. like, who the fuck is going to do that? That's in two of the biggest <laughs> bands. You know, it's just, it, it's crazy. That's so cool. Going back to the record, uh, you know, like a song like Bulletproof, um, you know, coming for you. They're just they're just really just ragers, you know, like they're, they're just like four on the floor, kicky in the face kind of songs coming for you. you get to see you, you know, showcase your voice on your own Pearl. Um, when you're doing a vocal performance like that, who who are your heroes? Like, who did you grow up? I know, you know, I'm no, you know, we we're talking, Scott, about, you know, Kiss and stuff. But who are your vocal heroes, Pearl? Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, Tina Turner, Janis yeah. Joplin. Yeah. Um, you know, I learned a lot from my dad. Um, there are just, I don't know, too many to name. Am I, is there something, someone I'm forgetting? Steve Marriott. Steve Marriott. Oh, wow. That's a name. Uh, Robin I don't just throw yeah. names out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tina, big time. Yeah. Say Bonnie Raitt. Bonnie Raitt is like you know forget about it yeah i mean but mostly i think as a vocalist it took me a while to to figure out who what my sound was you know we all take from our influences but it took me a while to figure out where i sit with my force and my style because i don't sound like tina nobody does yeah. nobody sounds like exactly like anybody else you know so you've got to find where you know where you sit most comfortably in your own muscles and guts um so hopefully i did that i think i have so far um mm -hmm. it feels good to sing coming for you is really fun yeah it, i mean the whole record is fun and and again it's just a it's a great rock record uh it comes out may 6th it's called get off uh are there tours planned is there are there some live shows in in the works is is this something is this a project that will actually go out and do some live stuff or will it just be little pop-ups here and there or can you not say yet well we hope so we we have one show at the whiskey 
on May 15th. We have a festival too. All oh, right. Uh, welcome to Rockville uh, okay. in Florida on May 22nd. We're working on other live dates. Yeah, we're hoping later this year. We're looking like at November, hopefully, where everyone has a free window because uh, everyone's, you know, Johnny's got cult stuff going on. Joey's playing bass with Merciful Fate all summer. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, the two of us have stuff. I mean, we're just all busy. Jim's also in Daniel Lanois band when he's not oh, doing is stuff. He, is he really? Jim's been playing with Daniel forever. Oh, that's crazy. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, sometimes to get the five of us, we talked about this the other day. We, we hang out with each other socially. Yeah. Pretty regular. That's the, that's easy. Cause it doesn't have to be all five of us. It's easy to get, you know, couple yeah. of us in the room together but get all five and then be able to go and now we need three weeks <laughs> that's that's a little bit tougher well um thank you so much for taking the time i appreciate it um i think people are really going to like this record and and it's just good again to see somebody that wants to put out a rock record now um awesome. you know it's uh it, it's very welcome in this climate and uh, and i think it's what everybody kind of needs have a little bit of fun after this last two years of utter shit yeah hopefully exactly. we can get on heavy montreal I, you know, Heavy Montreal is supposed to come back next year, and uh, I, I'm actually the ambassador for the festival, and I, I fucking really, really hope it comes back. I really, really yeah, hope. me too. I love that show. Oh fuck, man, it's it's one of the best. It's one of the best. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for taking time out of your schedule, guys. Appreciate it, and uh, and I really, 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 really enjoyed the record. And I can't. I'm I'm gonna I'm going back to the gym tomorrow. And I'm gonna listen to it again. Awesome. It, it was a good treadmill record. <laughs> Right on. Spread the word. I do have to say your Funko wall rivals our son's Funko yeah. wall. At home. Does it? Okay. Yeah. So, so I wanted to show you a couple of things and I didn't want to, I don't, I don't want to bog this down, but I'm a big, big public enemy fan. Oh, cool. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And I, I saw you just got a, a I just got, I've had that tattoo for years too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw you got yours, yeah. but I mean, it, when it comes to public enemy, it's like, it's, it's Holy grail for me. It's just, it's, you know, and I, I talked to, um, I had Frank on the show about a month and a half ago, talk about the book, sweetest guy in the world. Cool. And, and yeah. the, both books are great. So awesome. <laughs> thanks for taking the time guys. And yeah, yeah, if your kid ever needs Funko advice, just let me know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right on. Take care guys. Thanks, Cheers. Thanks Bye. for taking the time. Bye. Oh man. I'm really looking forward to hearing this, uh, hearing this album. You know, it's, uh, We've had a great track in Rockman Power Hour so far where it's allowed me to discover music again because yeah. I've been a little jaded about it myself. I've been a bad audience member. But uh, for instance, uh, bands like Gold and uh, Men Without Hats' new album, I think I listened to If the World Should End Today like three times a day. Yeah. Uh, I'm really looking forward to doing the same thing with this uh, with this record, man. And, uh, you know, you're giving it all the highest praise. So, uh, you know, I trust your opinion, Jason. It's fun. And what's great is uh, in, in the next coming, coming weeks, we're going to be talking to uh, Brian Slagle. If you don't know who Brian is, Brian's the uh, the founder of Metal Blade Records and Metal Blade are responsible for, um, you know, the, the first Metallica recording that was distributed uh, when they did hit the lights that was put on a metal compilation that Metal Blade put out 40 years ago. So uh, we're going to have Brian Slagle on the show uh, in the next couple of weeks. And he is the one who um, who helped get this record you know put out um and it's really really fun to be able to to chat with him in a little while because metal blade are the label that are putting out uh this motor sister record so i think that's uh that that's 
that's a, it's going to be a cool one just to kind of circle everything back. But Ryan, um, you know, we, you got to address the elephant in the room. Scott Ian is known for anthrax and a lot of people have been wondering what's going on with anthrax. And, and you, you saw in the, in the chat, he looked back on the wall and he goes, Hey, uh, heavy Montreal. And he saw the poster and stuff. And, um, he said, I want, you know, I want to come back to heavy. I, I miss that festival. So, uh, we have got a scoop and, uh, I'm really, really excited to be bringing this information. Ryan, we're, we're some of the first people to have this information and to be able to give this information out. Anthrax will be playing with Black Label Society and Hatebreed and Montreal's band Sword. Yes, the Sword, that old school Sword. Oh, nice, yeah. All going to be playing together August 24th at the Kojiko Amphitheater in Trois-Rivières, presented by Heavy Montreal. And we're going to be doing some stuff around that. So um, I, 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 first of all, I'm excited because we're going to get to see Anthrax together. And uh, the tickets go on sale this coming Friday at eventco.ca. I, I think it's kind of funny how we, you know, we, we chat with Scott about another project. He's saying, ah, I can't wait to kind of come back to Montreal. And then boom, he's going to be within a couple of hours of the city. <laughs> exactly. Surprised he wasn't winking. I think he might've known something when we were chatting, but just want to let everybody know <laughs> that uh, if you're looking to get tickets for an incredible metal show this coming summer, August 24th, hate breed are going to be alongside anthrax black label society and sword at the Kojiko amphitheater in Trois-Rivières and you get your tickets at eventco.ca. How excited are you for that? I am. Uh, I'm excited to do anything. <laughs> Pretty much, my my standard and my bar of what is exciting is pretty low. So this is almost an overdrive in a sense because uh, Anthrax put on a damn good show. We all know yeah. this. Nah, that, and uh, with with Heavy Montreal, it's really interesting too because I like I saw Anthrax when they didn't have Joey and Frank wasn't even playing, and that was at one of the first Heavy MTLs. But yeah, you know, Anthrax knew we had to be part of this. And it's really cool that the la- one of the last heavy up until I saw, it was really cool to see Anthrax back in their former glory co-headlining and just, you know, in front of thousands of fans screaming their songs. And I'm just like, it just really goes to show hang in there because you have these ups and lows and it's and, and Anthrax have always done that because they never quit. They never stopped. No, they just they just kept going. And uh, to see them come full circle like this and get all this praise. I mean, some of the albums they've been putting out are so beloved by their fan base. And who can say that? Yeah. I mean, Metallica, I love you. But, you know, sometimes you put out new stuff and sometimes not everybody likes it. It seems in Anthrax, when they put out a new album, the entire fan base gets behind it. Oh, yeah. And who can say that? Yeah, yeah. no, Anthrax fans are, are 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 very, very loyal and they stick with the band. And it's nice to see the lineup back the way, you know, the way it should be. And uh, and yeah, this is going to be a phenomenal show. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to everybody hearing this album. Uh, from Motor Sister, which will be out on May 6th. So make sure you check that out. Uh, you can get it at Metal Blade Records, through Metal Blade Records, uh, anywhere you purchase music. I believe there's pre-orders for vinyl at this point over at the Metal Blade website, so go check it out. And um, Ryan, I, I, listen, dude, there's so much stuff coming up this summer. We've got so much fun stuff that's uh, that's in the... Um, that's in the pipeline. I, I, I think people are going to be really, really excited about some of the guests that we have coming up, man. We got some crazy stuff. What's that? Is that, is, are you, are you, are you, are you, uh, I just realized how metal yeah, my that, coffee cup it's is. It's a very metal cup. I, I have a very less metal cup. CBC. It's like, there's oh, no CBC skulls. Everyone listening on the podcast is like, what the hell is going on? Uh, two grown men are losing their minds Absolutely. in actual time. 
uh but dude um yeah lots of amazing stuff even when you're a nerd there's a lot of amazing things out i mean moon knight's been out every week to yeah. critical acclaim both from fans and uh critics and it's it's a great time to be alive man when it comes to nerdy stuff and comes to when it comes to pop culture i mean dr strange is right around the corner there's a lot of things to look forward to i'm looking forward to this summer oh. i'm looking up for the first time in a long time jason and it's hurting my neck uh, i just want to also bring some attention to our if, if you if you are engaged in social media always check our facebook page over um on facebook the rockman powers facebook page because we have been doing quite a few giveaways uh, with uh, a lot of different partners. We've been partnering up with uh, with Paramount Home Video and Shin Communications. So we're always trying to give you a little extra added value here by uh, by being loyal listeners. And we appreciate all of you coming on board this journey. It's been nothing but an absolute joy for all of us. And uh, I would like to thank everyone involved on the podcast. Of course, my co-host, Ryan Stick, uh, our executive producer, Julia Kajerski. We want to thank um, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, uh, Studio House Designs, and of course, uh, everyone who helps us uh, make this thing rock and roll, uh, please, I encourage you to like, subscribe, share, comment, do all that fun stuff so we can see that you're getting engaged. And of course, if you are on social media, follow us on our Facebook page and uh, give us any suggestions of who you'd like us to talk to. We're always open to suggestions. And uh, this is carte blanche. We can talk to whoever we want to. So there's no format here. It's a uh, free flow. And as long as it falls into the world of pop culture, we're happy to tackle it. So again, thank you for being on this journey. And we will see you next week on the Rockman Power Hour. <laughs>